0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 17th of June. The return to play. Plan is out. No doubles ping pong for you. We'll talk about all of it. But first, what Ed Davis really did for the little guys, financial implications of not playing and fan favorite moments of the Utah Jazz. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way more fun to be a Jazz fan. The. Show today brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. And they've got a fabulous campaign going where all their inventory, all the profits, are going to various charities. All right, so uh, yesterday we launched the Fan Favorite Moments uh, campaign. I s- appreciate it. I got a bunch of emails in from people. Um... And got a bunch of thoughts from people, so I'm going to share those. I shared mine yesterday. But I'm going to start with Ryan Giles, who sent me, and it was 1998. I was 11 years old, a kid from Vernal, Utah. Loved the Utah Jazz. The Jazz beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And lucky for me, me and my family had a connection with a friend that worked at the airport. We were able to attend the arrival of the Jazz at the airport. I was able to meet Carl, the big dog, the Jazz, Hot Rod, and Oster Tag. It was a moment. In which I was Starstruck, and he sends these cute pictures of Ostertag wearing his Texas Rangers shirt and this little tiny kid wearing a 33 jersey, hot rod the great Hot Rod Hunley. Um and then uh uh he's got another picture where he's got a um uh a uh, license plate that said jazz one. The guy next to him actually I kind of remember, I think it was actually a big ticket broker in town in one of these pictures. There's a great picture of him uh, with Antoine Carr in these short shorts, signing an autograph. These are great. So thank you very much to Ryan. Jazz fans' favorite moments. Share them with me. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com to share with me your fan favorite moments as a member of the Utah Jazz. Yesterday we talked about Ed Davis. Uh, I really want to make sure that it's clear what Ed Davis actually did with that Hoops Hype article. Ed Davis, the complaint coming out of all these conference calls and all these different things was that the, the average player's voice was not being heard, right? That, that's what we kind of were hearing on multiple occasions uh, and that you know guys were feeling they weren't being heard. What Ed Davis did, yes, that's so important, is that he voiced for all of those players the comment that I've got to play. That I understand that there's a social issue going on. I understand there's COVID. I got to play. And so really an important moment in what Ed did to give fans or to give players that voice. The other thing that Ed is involved is a part of it, is there's a stark reality to the idea of not playing. So it's, it's wonderful to say I would give up everything like Kyrie did. It's wonderful at Dwight Howard. it's wonderful. That Avery Brad, there's a hundred percent validity to this idea that we've got a social movement going on. Our players need to have a voice in it. They're very important in that it's in long lasting impact on society is far more important than playing a few basketball games. The other reality is that these guys make a living by playing basketball and the financial implications. If the players don't play or if COVID knocks out the season, like it can, it doesn't have to be on the players. I mean, this could happen if COVID knocks out the season is pretty astronomical. So, if we, they don't play, 33% of all revenue is gone, 33%. So right now, they've already had a bunch of 10% of their money is taken and put in escrow. They'll probably never see that. that that's gone, right? So, you know, at, like LeBron makes $35 million, He's going to lose five or six. Like, they're all going to lose something. Um, but if they don't play on the 35 million, you're, you're losing like 11 or 12 or 13. It most, most players, as much money as they're making, the idea of losing 35% of your salary is a life is a big issue. They'll probably be, they'll be fine, but it's still a huge amount of money. More importantly, the implications on the salary cap and everything else gets is is not end immediately. If there's a loss of a season, the NBA owners have the option to rip up the CBA. They have the option. They don't have to do it, but they have the option. The current CBA is considered very favorable to the union. Right? We've had unprecedented power for the players and record salaries and things are great. But if they don't play, and the owners lose 35 percent of their revenue, and the owners are all some of these owners are in considerable difficulty at that point, I can promise you the new CBA would not be favorable to the union. So it's nice to have the noble stand, appropriate, of wanting to do more than just be a basketball player. That's great. I, I I'm 100 percent with it. The stark reality is the impact of not playing. And, you know, players choosing to cancel the season would be long-lasting and financially outrageous. And that's what Ed Davis indirectly was bringing up, but also was allowing for the players that are, you know, not making thirty million, to have their voice and to be the veteran that's speaking for the voice for those players, pretty awesome. The return to play model is out. We'll dig into it. Everyone's got their favorite item. I, I, I've got a, have got I got to share mine. You've heard doubles, ping pong, and all. Probably, they, they have a rule that you can't play doubles ping pong. Seems some of these seem like I'm actually a little confused on some of it. The goal is to prevent any widespread. They're all getting tested every day. I would feel as though everyone's getting tested and passing tests every day. If we believed in the tests. That there would be a level of confidence of what of some of these things. There doesn't seem to be. My favorite is that every staff member players don't have to will have to be wearing a proximity alarm. A bracelet in which if you are within six feet of someone who is also wearing a proximity alarm, for more than five seconds, alarms will go off. Five seconds is not long. That is five seconds. Five seconds inside someone with six feet and alarms will go off. That's, I got to tell you, that's my favorite one that's out there. You've read about all these others. Players have these rings they can wear, but the the staff members have to wear proximity alarms. That will be interesting to watch. I love it. I if we will get on video, two people getting an alarm going off against each other. Today's show is brought to you by Bilt Bart inventory close out with everything up to 50% off that sounds like one thing but here's the coolest part about it they have 8 million remaining bars up to 50% off 100% of the profits from those 8 million bars will be donated to organizations that support education poverty equality and ending hate and racism it's a pretty wonderful program It's at BuiltBar.com. You can order your latest Built Bar, and the reason you want to do that, not only for all the work they're doing, but the Built Bars taste great. They're great tasting, energy, protein bars that bring you a flavor of a candy bar that is unmatched. The macros are incredible. Only 110 calories, four fat grams, five net carbs, four sugars. Compare that to the leading men's bar. You're getting two times more calories than the other one. You're getting more fat. You're getting about seven times more carbs. You're getting seven times more sugar than the Built Bar. They taste great. They're healthy. And now with all of your purchases, all of the profits are heading back to organizations that support education, poverty, equality, and ending hate and racism. Locked On is your promo code to get $10 off as well at Built Bar. Com. Today's show is brought to you by my friends at the store. I stopped by the store, had a nice little visit, picked up my mudslide cookie. My daughter might have eaten all of the mudslide cookies before I got to all of them. I think she might have, uh, but I can't blame her because the mudslide cookie is the best cookie. Don't no, Jeff is the owner of the store and tries to tell me that Chip Rails better stop, stop yeah. with the lunacy. There's nothing, there's nothing even close. But there's great stuff going on. One uh, of the... They've got normal ice cream now. Normal ice cream's pretty fun. Uh, when it's uh, They've got local brands started by a local woman. Ice cream bars, cookie ice cream sandwiches and cakes. Check it out at the store, 600 South, 20th East. They've got the freshly made store enchiladas you can take home uh, as well for you. Uh, Pops pickles, the ghost pepper, the jalapeno peppers. Great fun there. And the honey back barbecue ribs. Pre ready for you, all cooked up, fully cooked in heat for about 20 minutes, and then you're just rolling. That's all at the store. 6200 South, 20th East. Stop by, get that community feel while you're there. Grab the Mudslide cookie, Locked on Mudslide ice cream as well by Leatherbees, and stop by the store. Six hundred South, 20th East, also located downtown at the Gateway for the more urban feel. Get all the things you need there at the store. Six hundred South, 20th East, and the Gateway. Stop by and see Utah's own, the store. All right, let's run through the way this is going to work. So here's the schedule as it plays out. Starting now, teams are supposed to kind of report to their home city. Uh, Players should have returned from overseas if they were overseas. And starting on June 23rd, they'll be testing every other day. Still seems to be from July 1 to July 11, just individual workouts. With coaches, head coaches can be on the floor. Does not sound as though you can have big five-on-five team events back at your practice facility yet. There's going to be waves of arrival into Orlando. And depending on what day you arrive will depend on what day you play, your first game. So from July 7th to July 11th, you'll be arriving in Orlando. By the way, here's a thought. If, they, if, they, if you make the finals, you will be in Orlando for about the exact same amount of time as it's been since we were in Oklahoma City when Rudy tested positive. From July, when you arrive in Orlando, you'll be tested. Every player must test negative twice before you can get started. And everyone's quarantined for 48 hours. Once you start, once you get to Orlando, practices from July 9 through 21, and then from July 21 to the start of the season, which is July 30th for the first wave of teams, 31st for the second, and August 1st for the third. As I said, they're arriving in three waves, leaving in mid to early July. The, you'll have three scrimmages against teams in your team hotel. So the Jazz were placed in the top-level hotel. One point, one person pointed out to me, had the Jazz played that game without Rudy Gobert, lost to Oklahoma City, they'd be in a different hotel. I don't know if it matters. I don't know if one hotel's much nicer than the other. But the best teams are all, the highest-ranking teams are all in the same hotel. So the Jazz will scrimmage against those other high-ranking teams they will have three scrimmages. We should have the schedule of what our eight games are in about 10 days or so. So you arrive, you're quarantined for 48 hours, you tested twice, and then from that point on, you're tested every night. If someone leaves the bubble to protest, birth of a child, even, there's a difference between excused versus unexcused. If it's an approved departure, you have a four-day quarantine You have to be tested every day that you're gone and upon return. If it's an unexcused absence, it's a 10 to 14 day quarantine and you lose money for every game you miss during that period of time. The biggest question everybody's been asking this entire time is what happens if a player tests positive? If a player tests positive, they will be in a 14-day... So the minute they test positive, they go to isolation housing. At which point, they're tested again immediately to make sure there's not a false positive. And if there is a false positive, then they get tested a third time to make sure that they get two tests that say that they're negative. At which point, they're in isolation housing for about 14 days. And they're continually tested. They must have two negative tests before coming out. So that's big, right? You test positive on the first day of the eight-game regular season, you just don't play because I think that's supposed to be 15 days. You test positive during a playoff series, you're out for that entire playoff series. There's no playoff series. It's going to be longer than 14 days. So positive tests are going to be like the number one story going on here. Because if a player... and, And then, you know, what... This does not seem to be you know, this outrageously cartoonish, contagious disease, you know, to the point of the Jazz traveled together with some people that were positive and we ended up with two positive tests. It doesn't seem like, you know, on a cartoon where you see like the visual virus running from one person to the other. And so I don't, I, with all these precautions, it, it seems s- surprising to me if we have massive outbreak. But if you get a team with five or six players to test positive, and they're all quarantined for 14 days, they're done. And it put that, that's the scenario where things get tough here because that would put a pretty big asterisk and tarnish depending on who that team is, right? If it's the Washington Wizards, it probably impacts less. It still just seems unfair. So that's going to be a huge part of this. My other favorite thing in all of this is that players can attend games on an off day. Limited amount of players, it says. So you probably can't have the whole place going. But kind of awesome. I mean, I don't know that it'll become Rucker Park, but having the guys in the arena watching the other guys play will add an interesting dynamic to how this is all playing out. Right? LeBron's in the crowd. You hit a play. You're pointing at LeBron. LeBron. LeBron and his guys are jumping up and down. Probably socially distanced to six feet. Which eliminates some of the chest bumping on the sidelines. Not quite sure how it's all going to work. Maybe guys won't want to come watch. But they don't have anything else to do. Other than all the Disney entertainment they're building for them. The VIP lounges. And all these other aspects of things. Which are really concerts, movies, golf. But no doubles ping pong. There's a lot of different elements and details, a 110-page document that they sent out that made to get this out there. Kind of cool to see the level of detail they're going. It does feel, there's more to it. I'll I'll share share more to it. It does feel as though this is about as as crazy well done as it can be done, which rightfully so, it should be. It's a professional billion-dollar industry trying to get back to work in the midst of a pandemic, trying to figure out how to do it safely, and they've gone over the top. Great. That's exactly what you should do. If you're a small business owner and you have a company and it's growing and growing and growing, all of a sudden you've got a bunch of needs. One of those is IT. Let me introduce you to Scott of SOS Support and the, and the crew because these guys have done really amazing work. They've been in business in Utah for over 14 years doing IT work for people. And what they, what they do that's so great is take a company like KTT, Utah company, growing, developing, getting better. And what they're able to do is take the IT concerns out of the picture and allow them to be great. So if you have 40 to 50 employees, or frankly, if you have 10 to 100 employees, they, they actually have, They can help any business because they have hybrid plans starting at just $10 per computer. Fully outsourced plans are customized to your business. They can provide supplemental IT support for existing IT departments as well. I mean, they really do it all. Jason started the company. He and Scott have done amazing work. You can reach them at 801-563-9700. Did I say 14 years? They've been in business 17 years. I didn't mean to cut them short. 801-563-9700. Cybersecurity day-to-day work. The retention rate is the number one thing that they are probably most proud of because it's through the roof. And if you're a growing company, you've got to deal with all of the compliance requirements. Banks are starting the process to make sure you're secure. Finance to, financial institutions are requiring companies to have all their security in your data. And you, these are not issues where you want to be coming from behind trying to play catch-up. So let SOS so, Solutions be there for you. 801-563-9700. SOS support. Did I say solutions? They are your solutions as well. It's SOS support. My bad. SOS support. 801-563-9700. Call Scott and uh, get set up and see what they can do for you. See how they can help your company the same way. What kind? Well, I'm not sure what kind of companies. Okay. Potential clients, doctor's offices, live manufacturing, molding houses, steel fabrication, high-tech manufacturing, dental offices, law offices, accounting firms, small businesses. They're growing and building and need IT help. It is SOS support with all your solutions that are needed. 801-563-9700.
0: Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking.
1: The um, June 24th is the date by which a player has to inform his team if he's uncomfortable going to Orlando and participating. Let me ask you a question of real honesty. If one of our players without a pre-existing health condition says, yeah, I'm just not comfortable, I'm going to take the 9% They lose 9% of their salary guaranteed, and if the team plays the first round of the playoffs, they will lose about 15%. I'm going to take the 15% pay cut. I can't get fined any more than that. And I'm just not going to play. How would you react? Be honest. You all right with that? I don't think most fans would be all right with that. Maybe I'm wrong. It's a very interesting time. I'm not sure. But I don't have a feeling that most fans, it depends probably who the player is. You'd probably react differently if it's Donovan. Does it? Everyone say he's doing it because he wants to make sure he gets his contract. You'd react differently if it's Joe Ingles, maybe. You might react differently if it's Emmanuel Moutier. And certainly you'd probably react differently if it's Darrell Brantley. So, it will be interesting to see. I got asked by a close friend of mine last night, what I thought would happen. I think it is going to be as uncomfortable as some players might be about this. I think it's going to be hard for them to look their teammates in the eye the next year to open camp if they weren't willing to go without a pre existing health condition, without some really obvious issue. Then there's the funny angle if we're just telling the truth about this. I'm not sure if someone has a pre existing health condition unless it's unless they're really feel greatly at risk that they're going to want to reveal that because the concern, this whole thing's about money. The concern is if you exist, announce you have that pre-existing health condition, do teams would teams not know about it and would it hurt your free agency? That's, that's a side note. Most teams probably know most medical conditions at this point. So maybe that's less. So then the other angles, well, okay, well, if you're a free agent, you know, you're switching teams. You don't have to go face those guys again. I'm not sure that you want to say, yeah, I'm not not showing up for my team and playing because I'm uncomfortable with Orlando going into a free agency year. These might sound harsh. I'm not sure they're right. I'm just telling the truth. So I think almost everyone's going to show up on June 24th. I know there's a lot of talk and a lot of this and a lot of that. One, it's 9% of your salary minimum. It's 15% if you play in the first round of the playoffs. That's a lot. The other is, I just think, without a great medical reason, it's going to be hard for players as a part of the player fraternity to look at other players and say, yeah, I just didn't want to go to Orlando. I know you all did. I didn't want to do it. I could be totally wrong on this. This break may have just absolutely dissolved all of the team dynamics that we're used to having. I don't know. But that's my guess. So June 24th, I suspect we hear very few players saying, yeah, I'm out. The other one is, it would seem that a lot of franchises, if there's a player who really doesn't want to play, you know, maybe there's a medical issue that, that happens. A few other notes for you. Um... The doubles ping pong, by the way, led to a very, very funny uh, Twitter interchange between Joe, Jordan, and Rudy. If they play cards, the players must throw them away afterwards. They will, Disney Entertainment, will be putting on concerts, movies, events for them. Housekeeping will come once a week. So if you're Ron Boone, you're fine. If you're David Locke, you'd be in a lot of trouble of what your room might look like. Like a lot of trouble. 37 people will come from each team, including a content creator. So there will be a content creator for each team that's heading there. Each team has a dedicated Disney culinary team. Three meals a day created for their team, individualized for their team's needs, team's allergies, team's... Choices. That's 22 different culinary teams being built there by Disney. And they get four meals on game days. The one thing I didn't quite understand on the athletic story by Shams and the game story that existed was on the, the schedule of the day that he had. They're playing three courts. If all 22 teams played in a day... You'd need to have 11 games played. If you cut that in half, you would have to have six games played, two on each court. And I didn't see in Sham's story how you're getting multiple games played at the same time. And maybe I just misread it. But there. They built their game day schedule. And it's, you know, it's interesting on where you're shooting around the team. This and I mean, it's it's fine. Like, it's well done. Um, and they've built the whole program for it. But I I, I guess they and you're practicing on an opposing court. I guess you just move the times if you're playing. But I'm assuming that they have to play two games a day on each court that that's the way i would would see it you're gonna have to play between five and six games a day to be able to have that work or else you don't you don't can't get all the games in. so that'll be interesting Uh, There was a big story the other day about James Harden's boot camp and how hard he's working. It'll be interesting to see how fresh he is when he comes back. Uh, Any other little news notes? I think I got it all covered for you. It's kind of interesting to see how it all plays out. Unexcused absences are not, they they don't want those. 10 to 14 day quarantine and you lose your money. That is Locked on Jazz for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hollinger and Duncan had a super good podcast recently, as did Josh Lloyd with Locked On Fantasy Basketball. So make sure you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Locked On Fantasy Basketball.
0: Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday,